Okay, uh, welcome to Ryan Spells Podcast. I'm excited today to have Brett Hadley with me, a good friend of mine, um, known each other for, oh, I don't know, four, five, six years, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. And uh, we served together on uh, some church activities and um, also got to know each other professionally as well. So I'm excited to have him. Um, I'm Ryan Speltz, CEO of Connection Publishing, and um, we're a local publication company and a local um, digital advertising agency that uh, we help people with their local businesses do well. And so I love doing these interviews with local, other local entrepreneurs. And Brett's probably one of the top entrepreneurs in the area. He's got a, a pretty big and successful business that uh, he and a partner run. And so I'm excited to interview yeah, you about excited it. to be here. So let's just start with a little bit of history. Tell me, how did you get, I mean, I think it was an electrical business first, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But how did you get into it? How did, uh, and when did you start? Yeah, so I've actually been an electrician since I was 14. Okay. So back, <laughs> back then, uh, the state would let you get your apprentice license when you were 14. My dad... Um, and my uncle had taken over my grandpa's business. So Had- Hadley Electric actually started in like 1954. Wow. So when I turned 14 and was able to get my apprentice license, my dad was all over that so that he could take me to work with him, especially during the summers. And so I learned how to wire houses and, and all of that stuff. And in, uh, in high school, it gave me a good after-school job for a couple hours a day to go and, and wire houses. And, and so that's how I learned the trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I served uh, an LDS mission uh, in, in Germany for a couple of years, came back. Um, I had a scholarship to Weber State, so I did end up going to Weber State for a year before my mission and a year after and got my associate's degree. Um, but at that time, I looked at what I was making working for my dad compared to what all my friends were making and, and decided that that maybe an electrician is is a good path for me to take. So. <laughs> yeah. So I got married and, and ended up going to electrical school and uh, got all my licenses. And in 2004, um, my father-in-law, who owns a plumbing business here in the area, um, approached me about about maybe leaving my dad's company and starting a service and repair electrical company. So Hadley Electric was all new construction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was... It, it was we weren't going to compete with with my dad and right. his company, and so we looked into it and uh, joined a best practices group um, that that was just starting up and uh, and made a couple of plans without without telling my dad and yeah and uh, um, after we had talked about it for a while, I went up, went to my dad and his partner. He actually had two partners at that time. Um, another guy that had worked for him forever, uh, and so there was three partners in the business, and and I told him, I says, hey, my father-in-law's thinking about starting this electrical business, wants me to come over and run it, and of course, you can imagine he wasn't really <laughs> happy or excited about that, yeah. and uh, so a couple of days later, they brought me into into their office and, and talked about maybe starting this company with them, mm-hmm. um, and so... So it was a lot for me to think about uh, and and ponder about which way to go and and how it would affect affect my life, right? I'd be and my father in law. Well, my father in law always said, "I'll put the money up, you know, and then when you get me paid back, it'll be your business, right?" Yeah. So I was looking at either having having my own business or being a partner in two companies, but having three partners right. to to um, work with, right? 
ultimately that was the decision I made was to, to stay with Hadley Electric. Uh, we started Master Electrical as a separate business mm-hmm. um, because we we wanted to we wanted to have a different name, right? Like mm-hmm. part of part of what we were learning in this best practices group was, you know, you want to grow a business and get it to a point where you can sell it at some point, right? right. When you retire and and uh, and it was you know it was just said that it's better if it's not your family name right, right? so right. so I mean that was part of unless the reason family to sell it to right, right. unless we're gonna <laughs> enslave the family to the to the family business and you know it actually worked out really well um, we grew we grew uh, master electrical um, even through the 2008 recession where Hadley Electric had dropped a little bit, Master Electrical continued to grow, and it was helped it helped to bridge that that hard time right. um, because all we were doing was service work, right. right? So when the new construction died, everybody started remodeling their houses and doing mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, so we made it through that okay, and then in 2013, um, I had always talked to my business partners. They all had sons that wanted to to buy into the business, and I says at some point. You know, I'm going to want to take Master Electrical, and then you guys can sell Hadley Electric to your sons. And and so in 2013, we made that separation, and uh, so that was kind of the beginnings of what Master Electrical is today. Cool. Yeah. And it's it's not just electrical now. Yeah. So in in, in 2013, I brought uh, Steve on as a business partner. And uh, Steve had some connections in the HVAC industry, and um, that didn't quite work out how we had expected it to. But we, at that time, we bought a company called Diamond Air, and so we added HVAC to our to our stuff, mm-hmm. right? And we had a few other different businesses. At one time, we owned North Ogden Family Haircuts in North mm-hmm. Ogden, and um, that's that's not in existence anymore. And mm-hmm. Um, in well, about five years ago, we joined up with Genco Generators, mm-hmm. and so that's a large part of our business now is providing home standby generators for for houses. So, cool. if I was to break down what we do now, we do electrical, heating, and air conditioning, and generators. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, then those seem to be kind of natural expansions. Right. A lot of times either one way or the other one will take on electrical (laughs) and they'll take on HVAC so my father-in-law well actually my brother-in-law is still a plumber so yeah can't get into the plumbing business yet yeah yeah. (laughs) that's the other one they go that that one they pull into although plumbing doesn't quite I mean when you're doing HVAC you're doing a lot of electrical work too but my son worked for Howard for a long time so I know that well that's cool so so talk about the business how many employees do you have um, how many trucks do you have out and about? Yeah. What's your annual revenue? Okay. So right now we have about 42 employees. That includes all aspects of our business, including the office staff. So that's a huge challenge, right, mm-hmm. to, to manage 42, 42 people. I love it, though. That's that's part of the joy of my of yeah. me going to work is being able to, to have the communication with, with other people and, and working together to build something. Um, right now, we have just one HVAC installation crew and service crew. Uh, we have, I think we're at 15 electrical crews right now. Mm-hmm. And then we have two 
um, generator install crews and three service crews for generators who go out and take care of the generators on a yearly basis. Gotcha. Um, last year, our annual revenue for the whole company um, was just under 10 million. Okay. So we're growing and it's great. feel good. So tell me about your leadership style. You said you liked having those employees and being able to meet with them. What, yeah. Like what's important to you as a leader? What do you try to accomplish as a leader with that group? Yeah, so I've always, I feel like I've had a servant leadership um, type role. Um, I never have tried to put myself above any of my employees and I hope they don't feel that way because I feel like communication and having that camaraderie and building a great culture within the company where everybody feels like a family is is super important. And we've had our, our ups and downs when it comes to culture, but I feel like um, we're at a point right now where we're building a, a great culture and that's what's fun for me, right? Like, yeah. I've never ever thought that I'm in the electrical business. I've always been in the people business. And whether that's taking care of the clients as people and, and um, providing safety, security, and peace of mind for them, uh, or doing the same for my my employees and for their families. That's awesome. Very cool. So on the other side of that, you've been a leader. A lot of people, you know, I know people who've worked for you. A lot of, you know, a lot of people even that don't work for you now, but have been influenced by you and, and have talked about that. But talk about some of the hardest times you've dealt with, some of the things that have been really challenging from a, a leadership standpoint and just from your business in general. Yeah. Well, I think it all still revolves around people, right? Different personalities, different things that are going on in, in people's lives. I, one of the hardest um, things that I ever had to go through was the death of an employee. Mm -hmm. I remember um, that. Yeah, so he was he was driving a company truck and uh, somehow went off off the road and, and ended up killing him. And so so dealing with dealing with that's a bad word right yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> bad connotation but I, it We're, is a hard working thing. through that and helping his family he had um, three small small children and a wife and um, that's hard but at that time I also saw great you know a, a great coming together of the rest of the company to help support that's support community. that you know and yeah. uh, so no, I, if, if we're talking about the most difficult time it would probably be that but you know, other times, just different personalities, different things that go on in, in people's lives. Um, if my, my employees would say, sometimes I hold on to people too long, yeah. right, and, and not <laughs> let them go. And, and ultimately, that comes down to to my feelings, right, because I, yeah. I know what's going on in, the, in their lives. And, and I do have a, a desire to, to help people yeah. and to be there for them. Yeah, that's... I know that feeling too. <laughs> Sometimes though, you know, if it's just about money, then like you said, what kind of leader really are you? If yeah. it's just about, oh, this person isn't producing what they should produce. But I, I, my, an old boss of mine, uh, we, we actually were just talking about him, Shane Weiser. He used to say, um, it's when it's the right thing to do, it's the right thing for both parties. Mm -hmm. It's the right thing for the company and it's the right thing for the person. They they need to change. They need something different going on in their life too. And so sometimes it helps, but sometimes it doesn't either. Right. That's like my least favorite thing when someone isn't working out anymore and trying to find a way to, to navigate that. Yeah. No. And, and a lot of times, a lot of times I understand what's going on in, in their lives, but it's not something that I can share with the other employees. So there's yeah. a balance there on, on how I'm, 
how I'm helping someone versus what it looks right. like is happening, you know, with right. all the other employees. And so, yeah, so just the people business, right? Yeah. Working through all of that and trying to make sure that everybody knows that they're part of the team, no matter, no matter what's going on. And we're going to yeah. try to do the best thing for them and for the company and for our yeah. clients. That's, we have that up on our wall, a win, 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 right? The, mm-hmm. the client's got to, has to win. The employee has to win and the company has to win. That's awesome. So. Yeah, that's good. Because the other side of that is that leadership mantra that says, you know, if there's a problem as a leader within your organization and you don't take care of it, then your people either think you're ignorant to it, which they lose faith in you as a leader if you're ignorant, right? right. Or they think you know about it, but you're too weak to handle it. Mm-hmm. And so, and either way, it's not good for the. You don't want either one of those. (laughs) So, so it's hard to balance, like you said, when they're like this. This person's slacking; they're not doing their part. And why aren't you taking care of it? But then you know the personal side of things happening that are very heavy sometimes, and you know, and uh, and private, and something you would never share. So it it's it makes it hard. But yeah, that's cool. So, uh, what like what motivates you? What like. Being an electrician, is it the, you know, you say you're not in the electrical business, you're in the people business, but something gets you up every morning, gets you going out to build a, a business that's nearly 10 million in sales. That, that is not easy to do. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of work. I'm sure, like me, your phone rings at all hours of the day. There's always something going on, but like what keeps you rolling, keeps you going doing that? That's a, I mean, my family, first of all, right? I know that uh, getting up and providing for them is important and providing a certain lifestyle for, for them. But when I said I had 42 employees, it goes a lot further than that, right? Yeah. Like we, I think we added it up the other day and we're responsible for over 200 and something people, yeah. right? That, that depend on, wow. on me getting up in the morning and, and Doing making sure that something's <laughs> that something's happening right like yeah. that's that's a lot of people a lot of families um a lot of my guys have have made this their career that's how they're supporting their families and i mm-hmm. i feel um that desire to help them to reach to reach their goals you know so that yeah. they can have the that lifestyle that they've always wanted that's awesome so speaking of that i know the service industry has struggled recently with hiring um no, it seems like there's not enough people going into the trades are you experiencing that as well yeah i mean over the last several years that's that's been a problem trying to find the right people especially on the heating and air conditioning side mm. right like that's it's not tough to find people but it's tough to find people that you'd want to send in <laughs> yeah into somebody's. and nothing against the the heating and air conditioning business right, right. but it's just the people that we've found you know like i don't Harder. know that i want to send some of those, some of those guys, a little rougher under the collar, yeah, <laughs> into, into people's homes. That, but it, it is a great, a great business to be in. Um, we actually, you know, several years ago, we decided that uh, so we don't have a lot of need for helpers, right? Apprentices, yeah, um, just working in service. A lot of times, the jobs can be done with one person, but because we were having such a hard time finding new people or old, like people who were experienced in the electrical field or had the right licensing or whatever. Um, since it was hard, we decided to put together an apprenticeship program. And so we hired quite a few apprentices and, and that's kind of how we've been growing as of lately is, 
we've been, them up yeah, we've nice. been preparing those apprentices, training them. That's great. You know, sending them to school and doing all that stuff. And, and we've had some great success with that, you know, moving yeah. them from being an apprentice into being able to run calls. And so, uh, we've, we've got a great group of apprentices right now and, and the guys that we have, probably most of them that we have right now have, have come up through, through the program. ranks. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, it's been good. Smart to be able to control your supply of one of your most needed assets, yeah. which are your people. And if you can't get them elsewhere, then you got to create them right. yourself. That's cool. So switching gears a little bit, uh, talk about partnerships. Um, you have a partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, well, you started as partner with family. Right. Um, and now your current partner. How, how does that dynamic work? How do you navigate? Those things can be a little tricky, I yeah. know. So... Well, I, when I when I was um, when I became a partner in Hadley Electric or with with my other three partners, um, they had done a really good job of making sure that they had created the right type of of atmosphere, right? Where where they kept track of things, they made sure things were equal. There was nothing that could be ever, you know, looked at down, you know. And they were all hard workers, right? Mm-hmm. So. So that's one thing is is each one of them in their different ways had a way of of working hard, um, and so so that was very important. The fact that it was my dad and my uncle and then another guy who wasn't family. I don't know how he would, you know, he was not. I'm not. He was definitely not an outsider because he was like family. He was right. like a brother or a dad or an uncle to me. Um, but we always made sure that everything as far as like financially went, which is the biggest probably aspect of, of having partners, right. that everything was was done right, made equal. Um, we had a funny a funny rule, um, and that was that uh, and and if any of them listen this again there's no <laughs> it's nothing <laughs> bad, but but uh, the rule was is that we're the four partners, our wives are our companions, right? Yeah. But but sometimes, sometimes the wives look and think, "Man, you're getting treated unfairly, or you're working a lot more than than the other partners." And so the the unfairness, fair is one of those those words. It's like it's a four letter F word, right? Because <laughs> yeah. nothing's fair in life. <laughs> nope. Um, so so that that worked out really well. I actually loved being partners with with those three, and and things worked out. And I don't know that we ever had. You know, each of us was quick to say sorry if there was something, right? We didn't hold grudges. It wasn't worth it. Yeah. Um, when Steve and I became partners, he's like a, a brother that, had, you know, I mean, I've got two other brothers, but but he's like a brother to me, and and uh, yeah. and that and that's good, right? Like I would do anything for him, and he would do anything for me, and and uh, and we have our differences, right? Like he was—he's a very Type A personality, and I'm more of a laid-back guy. But yeah. but putting those two things together also created the, our growth opportunities, right? right? Um, with Hadley Electric, there we weren't really growth-minded. We kind of grew organically or, or did the things that we needed to do. Right. Um, but we were also running a, a new construction business and all of that. And when right. Steve and I got together. Um, between his experience and my experience, we, we were able to, you know, I mean, we, we've grown the company from in 2013, we were probably doing a little over $2 million. Mm -hmm. Right. So in the last 10 years, we've, 
we've jumped up five to, times. Yeah, that's great. So I mean, it's been good growth. Could we have done faster? Probably, but there's a certain comfort level that we have, and right. but yeah. So so and for me, being level. a partner, <laughs> yeah, being a partner, I've had good partners, right? Yeah, and, and so that's that definitely helps. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I know from my standpoint, I mean, you guys have built a, a you know, great business here in Weber County. It's well-respected. Everybody knows who you are. You know what I mean? They Hopefully know the business. That's the and, yeah, that's the key, right? We always talk about on the marketing side, attention is an asset. You know, if people have, are paying attention, right. that's, that's one of your biggest assets as a business. As soon as people forget about you, your business is on the way down. So right. that's, that's cool. Well, um, that's that's pretty awesome. Any uh, last thing I usually ask here is if someone else is a budding entrepreneur, they want to start a business, they want to be in business for themselves or have a partnership, what advice would you give that brand new aspiring entrepreneur? Yeah. So I guess it would depend on what kind of business they're they're in. But one of the things that helped me the most was this best best practices group that I joined. Right. I mean, I, I was a great electrician. Yeah. That's what I'd been trained to do. Uh, I had no idea how to take care of finances. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had an idea, but sure. Right. Um, luckily, my uncle was very good at that, too. So I learned a lot from him. But I would say the biggest thing that somebody needs to know is their numbers. Yeah. You know, I, it, nothing drives me more crazy than to go to a business owner and start asking him about some of his numbers and him not right. being able to give me the numbers because because yeah. ultimately, again, we're in the people business. So being able to relate with people and, and understand that, I mean, most businesses are people business, right? You've right. got a product you're trying to get out to a consumer. You've got to make that relevant to them and make them feel comfortable. Right. Um, but you've also got to know where your numbers are. Right. You know, how much can you spend? Where should, what percentages of advertising should I be spending? Right. Those types of things. And if you can manage to, to learn that, right? I feel like, I feel like this best practices group that I'm a part of turned me from an electrician into a businessman. So is it a specific to the electrical industry? Yes. Practices? Uh Well, so they have different groups. So it's one big group, but they have an H, an HVAC division, a plumbing division, electrical and they actually have roofing as part of it so home services type. so basically home uh, it's a home services group that's cool but they have the different specifics right they Mm -hmm. had essentially what they did in the beginning is took a model company and said okay how's this company running it's very profitable and very successful and they started putting all those systems and procedures in and that would be the other thing that i would say right have have your standard operating procedures written down yeah so that you, you know, like if I have a secretary who leaves, you know, we have, it's very easy for us to plug somebody plug back someone. in mm-hmm. there because we have those standard operating procedures written down and they can follow those. I, I find that very true. Successful organizations have successful systems. Yeah. And when you talk to business owners, company, people who run companies, executives, managers, when they have good systems in place, the whole organization, it, it's easier to grow they're not surprised by growth. And if they're experiencing downturns, then there's a system on how to get it back on track too. And right. so that's, that's great. We've struggled a little bit with that one, but uh, but again, it's knowing your numbers, right? Right. Um, 
we've done a really good job this year, I think, of, of knowing where our budget is and whether we're ahead of budget or behind budget and, mm-hmm. and then what corrective actions there are to, to do that. And I think every business needs needs to know that. Otherwise, you feel like you're flying by the seat of your pants. <laughs> I, that, was, that was 2022 for me. Our, our costs went up so incredibly much. I just felt like it was one fire to the next fire to the next fire. As soon as one would get put out or feel like it was under control, something else would spring up and oh man that whole year and it just made me realize how much of the business flows through me mm-hmm. and it was all my fault and all my problem you know and oh it was painful i had to make some changes yeah but yeah but that's the ability to to do that to make those changes and see what's going on as well, well when you're smaller i'm quite a bit smaller than you it's a little you're a little more agile because mm-hmm. i make the decision right you've got 42 people that you're making a decision for i have you know, maybe 10, you know, so it's just not nearly as many, but, but yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on today. So yeah. uh, tell people where they can find you with the best way to get a hold of you or find out, find out more, more about your company. Sure. Yeah. We've got our website, right? Which is masterelectrical.com. Um, our phone number is 801-543-2222. It's, it's easy. easy at 543 and then 2222. I like it. So that's, uh, we love to take care of our clients. One other thing that I forgot to mention, just, just, and you know this, we, we do duct cleaning also. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, helps with allergens and yeah, going into the thing. spring and having that furnace run all, all winter long. Yeah. Be good to, yeah. Very cool. Done, so. Well, if you need electrical help or, um, HVAC work or duct cleaning, um, you're not doing remodels anymore. Nope. Stop doing that. Yep. You know, you did that for a little while during the boom when everybody was remodeling. So, <laughs> but uh, master elect or master total home services. The website's master. It's masterelectrical.com. Electrical. Yeah. Everything's com. pretty much under master electrical right okay. now. So. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on and, yeah, and uh, being on the show, and uh, we appreciate it. You bet. Okay. Well, did we get enough time? We did. 